The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football. It's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. The national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake From Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at From Jake. Puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. People, listen, not even going to waste any time, okay? New Year's Eve is this weekend. New Year's Day is on Sunday. The college football playoffs are happening on Saturday. We're going to dive right in and break down the Peach Bowl. Of course, we'll touch on the Fiesta Bowl. Maybe some other games of note that Jake and I can get into, but it's here, man. Number four, Ohio State. Number one, Georgia in Atlanta. The talking is done. It's time to get after it, Jake Frommer. Are you fired up? Dude, I'm fired up. You know what it is. You know what it's about. Uh, it's about Saturday at 8 o'clock yep. in the bins. It's about to go down. These other games are great. Uh, the one at 4 o'clock on Saturday is going to be pretty good, uh, but it's all about the game at Saturday at 8 o'clock. It's going down Saturday at 8 o'clock in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and if you want to get down when it's going down, be sure to download the Prize Picks app. That's right. Download Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com, and guess what? If you use the promo code PUNT, P-U-N-T, punt, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. People, that's free money. You can now win 25X your entry on prize picks. It's unbelievable. They've got all the action you could ever want. College football, NFL, college basketball, NBA, hockey, soccer. You can do cross-board entries. Again, 25X your winnings. PrizePicks.com, download the Price Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT, people. It is the best promo code out there. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell anyone that you're walking around in Atlanta with tomorrow to download the Price Picks app and use the promo code PUNT. We love Price Picks. Jake, I don't really remember back in 2017 when you guys were getting ready for the Rose Bowl. Did you have the media day? 
like they had this past week in Atlanta and out in Glendale where it was essentially like a Super Bowl media day for the teams that are playing in these semifinal games? Yeah, uh, I do. We had one. um, Yeah, it was a pretty big deal. I remember it vividly because we had this cool like jumpsuit had the Rose Bowl emblem on it. It looked cool. I remember it only because of what we were wearing. Have no idea uh, where that suit is now. Um, but yeah, no, I remember having, it was pretty, pretty cool. It was, it was a lot going on. It was kind of big, like you mentioned, uh, Super Bowl ish type, uh, media deal. Uh, but, uh, I did notice a few things or saw a few things. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's hear what you got. Yeah. It's really cool specifically for Georgia because one assistant coaches talk to the media, which they don't do during the season. Two freshmen can talk to the media, which they don't do during the season. Uh, and three, you can, you can have a little bit more fun with a guy like Jalen Carter, who's obviously going to be a top pick and Todd McShay has been going at him with a guy like Stetson Bennett. When people can start poking fun of his music choice and getting to know him a little bit more as a person after an amazing season. But I think the storyline here is the tone from Ohio State. I'm kind of shocked at it. I want to say it's fake juice. Ohio versus the world. Everybody hates us. We're not supposed to be here. We have no chance of winning. I don't really understand how Ohio State feels like they're getting disrespected in this spot. You got the opportunity to play in the college football playoff without even having to play for your conference championship. You are a perennial powerhouse of a team. You play in the lowly Big Ten, which we can obviously say um, they did not run through this season. And the only game that they played a top-tier talent, they got blown out at home. But I want to know, in your experience, when hearing things like that, does Kirby Smart and the coaching staff use that for motivation for the Georgia Bulldogs? So, yeah. Kind of like a, I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth on this. A little bit of yes and a little bit of no. Uh, he he may use some tidbits here and there uh, of kind of going on the theme that you're talking about uh, where they're just trying to cuddle up to you guys, uh, make you guys think you all have it in the bag. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll probably use a little bit of that uh, in a pump-up speech, whether the night before or before the game. Um, but uh, – don't think for a second that uh, opposing coaches don't watch uh, a lot of these interviews because they will. They'll they'll see kind of the themes and the messages uh, that the coaches are sending to players and then also what they're thinking themselves. So um, you, you can't read into everything you hear at these media days, uh, but the, the common themes you can pick out uh, and maybe take a lot from them. I just find it really interesting as – the game inches closer, you know, when this matchup was first announced, I was a little bearish. I was like, you know, this is a great matchup for Ohio state. Uh, They've got an elite wide receiver core. They've got an unbelievable quarterback, but now that game time is here and this might be my bias showing up admittedly, I'm growing more and more optimistic that Georgia is just going to do what they do best. That's turn it on for big games. That's the offense shows up. That's the defense puts pressure on the quarterback and they create turnovers and, They really suffocate good teams when they've played against them. I'm trying to find reasons as to why that won't happen on Saturday night in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Gosh, uh, yeah, I think we can search for them. Uh, We could talk uh, and run around in circles trying to come up with the reasons. Uh, But I feel the same way you do. (laughs) I mean, I feel super confident going into this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a strong performance uh, put out 
uh, from the dogs. I think Munkin's going to have a nice script of plays coming out. A lot of different personnels, putting guys in different positions, lots of eye candy, get the defensive coordinator drawn up on the sideline uh, with the coaches in front of the players. And while they're so busy doing that, uh, the next couple drives is just going to come out, hit them in the mouth. So, um, man, it, it, you you have a long time for an OC to script up uh, a good set of plays. Obviously, the offense came out against LSU and performed wildly over expectation yeah uh and the defense has nothing but a sour taste in their mouth so i, I think that kind of duo uh it, it it's kind of a perfect storm and i hate to say that going into it uh beforehand and after beforehand but uh it's a perfect storm going into it and i expect some some big stuff from the dogs georgia and, and the team specifically and the coaching staff they're battle tested in these spots think of yeah. the environment a, dude, with tennessee it, game. It, think of the sec championship game think of the kickoff game like georgia's played two massive games in this building heading into this weekend they hosted number one tennessee after the first edition of the college football playoff rankings were announced with college game day in town this year that's not to say ohio state hasn't played big games but as a core unit, I feel like Georgia walks into this with that swagger, with the expectation that we know what it takes. I guess my long-form question to you with this lead-up of a college football playoff semifinal game, are there nerves? Uh, is Georgia's team nervous? Are they cautiously optimistic? Is it that quiet confidence? You've been in these spots. What's that like? Dude, I think it is nothing but a quiet confidence, a swagger, uh, hungry, uh, and I think they're just kind of a, I don't know, they just they're ready to turn it on, uh, ready to to show these these guys from the the Big Ten what real football is all about. They had that opportunity to do that last year in yeah. a semifinal playoff game uh, against a team that was supposed to be big and bad uh, and physical um, and as we know, uh, that game got uh, pretty lopsided in a hurry, got out of hand fast. Uh, this one may or may not happen. I don't know. But, uh, gosh, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised, man, if there's a, a very dominant performance uh, shown. I, I, seriously, I mean, yeah. it's, it, as long as the, the, the defensive front gets to the quarterback, uh, the secondary holds their own. I mean, seriously, good luck. I mean, I, I, I don't know I, <laughs> which matchup, which other matchup are you going to win consistently over four quarters and 60 minutes? Tell me. I, I, I don't I, know. Come I on. couldn't agree with you more, and you're right. I mean, what matchups do you want if you had to pick your poison? And Georgia's going to get to the quarterback. Like, there's no doubt about it. That's what they do. Hopefully it's Jalen Carter in those interior D linemen, and they can pressure with four and allow those DBs to run with the receivers. You know, one of the things that really alarmed me or it's giving me cause for concern as a Georgia fan is you're watching these highlight packages that ESPN is putting up and they're showing CJ Stroud with a little bit extra time delivering the ball downfield to a guy like Abuka or a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. And they are completely covered, sometimes double covered and Stroud's dropping it in a basket and they're huge chunk play gains, 45, 50 yards, just unguardable, unbelievable plays from top tier athletes, but over the span of 60 minutes, I find it interesting because I don't think that can happen sustainably over the span of six, 60 minutes. I find it interesting though, Jake, that nobody's talking about Georgia's offense. 
nobody's talking about Georgia's offense heading into this game. It's all C.J. Stroud. It's all Ohio State's wide receivers, and it's all Georgia's defense and their secondary, which showed to be a little bit vulnerable against LSU in the second half of a game where it was 35-10 to 10 at halftime. Like, give me a break. That game was completely wrapped up. Roderick Jones at Media Days was asked, what do you think makes Georgia's offensive attack different? And he went into Bloody Tuesday. Did you guys have Bloody Tuesday? Bloody Tuesday. Big deal. Backbone of the program. This is culture. This is the standard. On Tuesdays, uh, one of the first team periods uh, getting into practice, good on good, ones on ones. This is about physicality. This is about mindset. This is about loving what we do. What we do at Georgia is play physical smash mouth football for 60 minutes. And it is about loving it and enjoying it. Team run. Hey, you know it. Run plays at coming at you at your face. What are you going to do uh, when you get put in that situation? You Good on good. Shut up. Inside drill. Team run. NFL oh, yeah. offensive linemen going against NFL defensive linemen and linebackers with NFL running backs toting the rock and smacking each other around. Broderick Jones was talking about Bloody Tuesday It what makes us different. And when you're in Bloody Tuesday, you're putting your hand in the ground and you want to whoop up the other guy. And he's like, I know those are my brothers. I know those are my teammates, but it don't matter. It gets nasty. And I was like, wow, that right there is what is sustainable through a 60-minute ball game, that right there, that mentality and that physicality is what can set you apart late in the fourth quarter and pull away from a team like Ohio State. Not only the offensive line, not only the run game, but the D-line as well, being battle-tested and knowing that they can head into a game like this, bang around, have that physical advantage over Ohio State, and if the game turns into that, Jake, like what Michigan did to Ohio State, that is certainly an opportunity. Did I give you the number 30 on Monday's podcast? Did we discuss this? Mm, no, I don't think so. The key number for the Peach Bowl is 30. And mm. I'll tell you exactly why. Under Kirby Smart, when Georgia allows 30 plus points, the dogs are two and nine. Mm. Two and nine under Kirby Smart when Georgia allows 30 plus points. The two victories. SEC championship game three weeks ago when Georgia beat LSU 50 to 30 and the 2018 Rose bowl, which y'all beat Oklahoma in double overtime. Those are the two victories, right? Where Georgia has won a game when allowing the opponent 30 points. Conversely though, Jake, when Georgia scores 30 plus points under Kirby smart, the dogs are 55 and one. That's a huge statistic. Do you think Georgia's offense, which averages 40 points a game this year, will score 30 points on Ohio State's defense? Six in the country, by the way. The disrespect there um, that they get don't get talked about enough, that's sixth in the country uh, against against a conference that likes to play defense. So please continue with your point. Just had to throw it back out there. I could not agree with you more that it's – the, the lack of conversation about Georgia's offense is, in turn, disrespectful. Um, Warren McClendon and Lad McConkey they were asked at Media Days, what does your availability look like on Saturday night? And they both said, we'll defer to Coach Smart. Translation, they'll be playing. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that they will be playing in the game on Saturday night. And these guys are going to be ready to roll. 
What will Georgia's first 15 scripted plays look like on Saturday night? I think it is a lot of changing personnels, uh, going to move the tight ends around, maybe a couple backs in there. Um, just get them something they haven't seen before that they probably didn't prepare for, that they basically uh, scramble on the sideline, uh, uh, where they take time, where they could be doing something else, a lot more productive with their time. And they're going over something that they're not going to see again in the entire game. This is a one-hit wonder play, um, and they got to go scramble, and they'll spend 10, 15 minutes on the sideline preparing for it. And the backers in the secondary will never see it again throughout the play. Um, but expect uh, Brock Bowers to be moved all over the place. He okay. is your Army Swiss knife. Uh, he's going to have a big game. Um, and I, I think they're going to want to dominate this running game uh, and get it started early. So is that Georgia's offensive focus, control the clock, grind it out, wear them down, strike when you can from a playmaking perspective, but ultimately turn this game into one where Georgia wins in the style that they want to, not, hey, spread it out, four, five wide, start slinging this thing around, get into a shootout immediately. Do you think if this game turns into a shootout, it will be because Ohio State has started fast and Georgia needs to adjust offensively? Yeah, I think this uh, – I think, but man, the offense is just responsive. In the LSU game, uh, I mean, the LSU offense was having success, and they yeah. would go score. Okay, well, what does the offense do? Respond. They get the ball. They march it right down and score. And so – Hey, whatever, whatever you come at us with, hey, sure, yeah, yeah, we can match you, and then we'll also raise you a little bit more. You know why? Because we can, because we're good enough to do that. So uh, I think they'll just be responsive. Uh, I, I love the the number thirty that you brought up and mentioned. I, I think it's a, a 34-17 game, and um, I think they get to that thirty points. But I, I think it's responsive. Uh, maybe later in the game, controlling the clock, they'll kind of cool down a little bit. But and if it comes into a shootout, judging by their last game in the SEC championship, uh, I, I would feel pretty confident going into it. Kirk Spears on Twitter asked, what new wrinkles might Munkin unleash on Ohio State? Would you expect some 13 personnel? Why not? Well, yeah, why not? Sure, let's do it. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, the, the, the talent that you have in the tight end position, put them out there. Like, let Ohio State respond to that. And 13 personnel, obviously, is what? One running back three tight ends. I, I think yeah. putting Darnell, Brock Bowers, Delp on the field and saying, what do you have? H how are you going to respond to the talent that we're putting out there when you create mismatches that way? You're going to see what Ohio State's prepared for. Keep in mind, a lot of preparation heading into this game. A yeah, lot of yeah, preparation yeah. heading into this game. Over, Can you over-prepare, Jake? Can you be focused on something too much when you have this much time that might not end up being that impactful during the game yeah so in the coaching world you could call that chasing ghosts a little bit chasing something that that isn't there um but uh yeah uh, maybe in a sense of way but uh going back to the 13 personnel have some good runs have uh 13 personnel where you have uh, certain tight ends lined up maybe out wide in a receiver position move a receiver inside get a matchup on an option route on a backer uh, so to speak. Um, so you're kind of looking maybe a best look side between maybe Ladd as your receiver or AD uh, and then uh, uh, Brock on the other side. So man, it, it, there's so, man, there's so many things you could do uh, with these guys. It is just unbelievable. So uh, sometimes it's fun for me just to to click it, to watch it. Yeah. Um, and man, what, what, hey, Munkin, hey, look, man, you, you've had 
three, four weeks to, what have you come up with? I'd yeah. love to see it. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. You mentioned Ladd and AD. Brandon Simmons on Twitter asks, hypothetically, would you rather have AD or Ladd for this game? And obviously, I would assume Brandon's asking that question because Ladd's a little bit banged up. AD has been largely unavailable for the, the majority of the season. If you could pick one, if you could only pick mm-hmm. one, who would you pick? I know who I would pick. Gosh, this is tough. Uh, I, I, th- I think both kind of give you the over over the top um, but AD is a, a, a great physical specimen. Um, but man, I, some about Lad just being clutch and coming yeah. down with a, a big third down play. I, I, I love, I love Lad, man. I just kind of love the swagger he he plays with, and it just seems like if there's ever a big play and a go to moment, he he's there and he makes a play. I have to go with Lad too for no other reason than if he was available. The best ability is dependability. And yeah. for his entire career, he's a guy that you can just depend on. And he's also yeah. in the return game, uh, third down guy. He can go deep as well. If AD's healthy and he can take the top off, dude, this is going to be an offense with an embarrassment of riches at their fingertips. And it will come down to how will Todd Munkin scheme up the opportunity to distribute the football. His media availability, Jake, was fantastic. Now, when you were back in Athens this spring, when you were preparing to get the opportunity like you've taken advantage of with the Washington Commanders this season, did you get to know Todd at all? Um, I've talked to a lot of guys who were in the NFL with Coach Munkin, and they speak so highly of him. They're like, this guy's awesome. He's great. He's almost like a comedian-type guy. Everybody that I've talked to has great things to say about Todd Munkin. I would have to second that as well. Uh, everybody I've talked to says nothing but great things. Uh, genius, awesome guy. Uh, and every time I, I've come in contact with him, it's been nothing but great. Uh, he was awesome. Uh, just just kind of reaching out, needed any help with anything. Um, and was was welcoming of, of me uh, being around and if I had anything to offer and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, man, excited for him. Uh, I, I think he's going to stick around. I hope he'll stick yeah. around for a little while. Uh, because uh, I think he's enjoying Athens and uh, enjoying winning and and having fun with the uh, just the recruits and the guys he gets from year to year. I mean, yeah, how much fun would it be to get paid $2 million to coach five-star talent across the board? Like, that seems like a pretty sweet gig. His answers to a lot of media questions this week were very candid, and I think that was what's most refreshing for fans of college football or fans of Georgia in general. They were asking him about the family atmosphere at Georgia, and he was like, look, a lot of places will say, this is a family. Georgia might even say, this is a family. But at the end of the day, if I don't score enough points, my ass is getting fired. Like, that's what he said. So don't call it a family. I understand what the job description is. Then he was asked, what's it going to take to be successful against Ohio State? And he's like, score a lot of points and don't turn the ball over. You and I always talk about, and you're in the NFL right now, you're in these Saturday night meetings chasing down a playoff spot that at the highest level of professional football in the world, when you're going into the biggest games, coaches simplify things. Don't turn the ball over. Win third down. Tackle well not that hard right it's not like there's some magic potion that these coaches put in a pot and then serve up to their players to suddenly have a great game football is what it is would you agree with that the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like 
You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Dude, that is such a solid take. Uh, you have no idea because in these big games, everybody wants to come up with this, this great scheme, this out-of-the-box idea, never been seen, never been heard before. Uh, but just to your point, but what do they always do? They go back to the basics. Techniques, fundamentals, That's it. tackling, throwing and catching, simple handoffs to the running back, ball placement on a toss sweep, getting the ball out in front of them in stride, uh, ball placement from a quarterback, making good, clean, quick decisions, operating at quarterback, uh, taking care of the football again. Uh, you can't say that enough. Uh, not don't turn the ball over, but, hey, let's take care of the football. Exactly. Like a little more positive and optimistic uh, aspect of that. But But to your point, such a great take of – Man, some of the best coaches and Kirby, in my opinion, is there and um, they do such a great job of simplifying it for you to make you be able to get to that game, slow down, take a breath and just not think and play because that's what you want. If you're thinking too much in a game like this, man, you can't play. You can't. Totally agree. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's go time. And I think that's the message that Kirby will send to this team tonight. We're filming this on a Friday, heading into tomorrow. He'll reiterate it before kickoff. And then he'll give one of his rah-rah speeches in which I wish I could be in the locker room. Cause you know, he's going to have oh. these boys super fired up. I asked you about Georgia's first 15 scripted plays. What do you think Ohio state throws at Georgia's defense in their first? I think, 15 I think a lot plays? of the same. Yeah. I think, I think so? a lot of the same. I think, I think a lot of, all over the place, a lot of eye candy. Um, gosh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they take their shot, but I think they'll be smart with taking a shot. Uh, I think they'll want to – I think you'll see a lot of lateral stuff. It'll be a bunch of side-to-side, side, get these big guys moving, get them tired, uh, and then all of a sudden when you're not ready for it, you get a little sleep, boom, there, there's your shot. So uh, maybe a few screens here and there, uh, ball on the flat, get the block in outside perimeter runs. Um, if you're in the football world, it's going to like perimeter or sub force drill at practice. Uh, I think a lot in their scripted plays, uh, nothing's going to be really downhill in your face unless they run like a, a trap or a quick gap scheme. And I, I wouldn't expect them to try to challenge Georgia's defensive line early in the game. Of course, I'm not saying they're going to throw 15 passes to start the game, but if it is a run, it will be a jet sweep. Uh, it will be an orbit motion. It will be designed to get those big guys on the yeah. move laterally, yeah. east to west. And then hopefully somebody misses their assignment. They can cut it up north to south and get a chunk play. That's just what I would assume happens with Ohio State. There is no doubt about it. They are going to try 
to get Marvin Harrison the ball on a deep ball, quiet the crowd. Uh, from yep. what I'm hearing, a ton of Ohio State people are traveling to Atlanta. I don't know if it will be necessarily 50-50. I think Georgia will have a slight advantage inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I might have asked you this on Monday's episode, but this is Georgia's third time playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium this year. Is that an advantage? The creature comforts of knowing the playing surface, knowing the stadium, knowing you know where to look for your signals to get from the coaches on the sideline. Uh, I would think it's something you can't just gloss over, right? Yeah, 100%. That is a big, a huge advantage. Uh, familiarity, locker room, uh, pregame warm-up. I mean, you name it. Uh, and just the, the, uh, just the whole atmosphere. Uh, when you come out for a big time game uh, in a big time dome, big time atmosphere, uh, it it sometimes you can get the wheels turning. But if you're used to that, have familiarity with the building, uh, being in these big time games, yeah, uh, you just hey, you can move on. Hey, look, man, I, I've been here before. Uh, I think that's the attitude they'll have. Hey, I, I've been here before. I know how to act, uh, and I know where to go for my stretch line. Uh, and let me get my mind right and ready to go bust somebody in the mouth. No question. For all of the hype and all of the excitement around Ohio State's offense and how they can throw the football, on price picks right now, C.J. Stroud, passing yards projection, 275 and a half yards. Stetson Bennett, passing yards projection, 270 and a half yards. And those guys at price picks, as we all know, are very, very, very sharp. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. They have an entire board chock full of college football playoff and specifically Peach Bowl props. So CJ Stroud, 275 and a half pass yards. Stetson Bennett, 270 and a half passing yards. So you're sitting there right now and you're understanding that a lot of people are giving Georgia's offense a lot of yeah. love. We're just not talking about it. Kenny McIntosh, yeah. 59 and a half rushing yards. Dejan Edwards, 48 and a half rushing yards. So prize picks expecting Dejan to get active in the Peach Bowl. Brock Bowers, five receptions. Lab McConkey, four and a half receptions. And you got Marvin Harrison Jr. at six receptions and Emeka Ibuka at five and a half receptions. So a lot of optionality there. And what yep. that tells me is that they think this game, the, the, the total's at 63 points right now. Uh, could be pretty active on both sides of the offense. The line also did just move down to Georgia as a six-point favorite. Georgia has been a six-and-a-half-point favorite since this line opened. It's now at six. Jake, I like Georgia less than a touchdown. I do. And I would not be shocked if tomorrow, which is New Year's Eve, this is the primetime game. People are going to be getting action down all day long. If this line steams towards the dogs, much like it did when they took on Tennessee. I think that line was right around seven, seven and a half. And then right before kickoff, it jumped up to like Georgia minus nine and a half. People are like, who knows what's going on? Georgia went out yeah. there and smacked around the ball. So I would lay the six right now. I would take the under 63 as well. I guess I just say all this though to essentially just get the point across that what would give me the reason as a Georgia fan to say, I don't know, Ohio State might just be better. Ohio State might be able to take advantage of Georgia. What has Ohio State shown all season long, other than the elite talent that they have at quarterback and receiver, that would tell anybody that they could come in and just take care of Georgia? I just don't think 
that's an opportunity that's going to happen. Honestly, and this has nothing to do with really Ohio State, but more just the theme in some of these bowl games up till now that they've been closer to me than as expected. Uh, Oklahoma, Florida State. Well, I thought that was going to be uh, a Florida State cakewalk. Well, uh, you had the Oregon, North Carolina game. Okay, Oregon was favored by two touchdowns, uh, and they won by one point. So, um, I mean, there's just a lot of these games have been closer than expected, and so that might be the only uh, thing. But man, going back to years past, one has really whipped up on the fourth team. Yeah, uh, pretty handedly. Has Florida uh, ever knocked off the one? I think Ohio State did, uh, and yeah, I think right. it was, might have been the, the, like the first year. But that it's it's happened. But uh, just back to memory, and this is not to to stats to pull them up real quick, and maybe I can pull them up fast. But just I, I, I the one has beat up on four because there is a gap in college football, um, and I think there is a gap between Georgia uh, and then everybody else, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. All right, so. You said 37 to 14. Is that your official prediction? 30 set or 34 17 uh is my number. I I, I think this is where it is. I think you're gonna take care of business. I think that gap is there. Um and I'd really see it being very similar to the Tennessee game, playing Atlanta, home field advantages there. Um I it goes back to taking care of the football. In the Tennessee game, there was a turnover too early, made everybody a little queasy. Uh, but they ended up taking care of business there uh, in the second and third quarter, uh, and everybody got to chill out and relax a little bit in the fourth quarter. So um, could end up being a shootout, but I just, for some reason, I'm just not not expecting that. Um, and I, I think this is going to be uh, a nice little Georgia victory. Uh, move on and get ready for another Natty. Natty is in L.A. That would be pretty spectacular. Nothing this season has shown me that Ohio State has what it takes over 60 minutes in a very high-profile game to come in and beat Georgia. That is my unbiased, honest opinion. Before I give you my game prediction, allow mm. me to give you DB's freebie for the Chick-fil-A oh, Peach Bowl. Come on. Got to have it. Presented by Prize Picks on Prize Picks. Download the Prize Pick app. Use the promo code PUNT. CJ Stroud, under 275 and a half passing yards. Stetson Bennett, under 270 and a half passing yards. Lab McConkey over four and a half receptions. And Dejan Edwards, he's on the board right now, under 48 and a half rushing yards. Okay. Why? I think a lot of people are looking at the offenses. I think defenses are both going to show up, right? I know Georgia's offense should be able to put points on the board against Ohio State's defense. And I'm not sitting here saying Georgia's defense is going to shut out Ohio State's offense. That's not going to happen. But I do not believe there will be sustained success from the passing attack, much like people expected from Tennessee. So both quarterbacks go under. I think Ladd proves to be. Stetson's security blanket because Ohio State undoubtedly will be highly focused on the tight ends. And then Dejan Edwards, he's on the board at 48 and a half. Maybe he gets around 40 yards or so, but I think Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh will be the featured backs in Saturday's mm-hmm. matchup. So that's DB's freebie for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl college football playoff semifinal game. CJ Stroud, under 275 and a half mm-hmm. passing yards. Stetson Bennett, under 270 and a half passing yards. Lab McConkey, over four and a half receptions. Dejan Edwards, 
under 48 and a half rushing yards. What I think is going to happen in the game, though, Jake. That's, that's what I want to know. Tell me. I think Georgia is going to assert themselves as a team that has reached possibly dynasty-type levels. And when I say dynasty-type levels, that's getting back mm. to a national championship. That's trying to win two straight. That's proving to everybody this was not a one-hit wonder. The opportunity that Stetson Bennett has and the quotes that he gave during the media sessions this week were so cool. When he's talking about, this is all we ever want. We work so hard to achieve this. We reached the top a year ago, and we continue to work hard because we literally forgot what it took to get where we got last year, and that is to the top of the mountain. He said it's the craziest thing, but you have to keep that perspective. You can't celebrate for one extra day. You can't skip that workout, and that's the mentality that Georgia's entire team has had. Georgia has done nothing but step up in big moments all season long. It's just a matter of fact. It's what they do. They know what it takes to whip up on somebody in a college football playoff semifinal game like they did a year ago. They also know how to respond and adjust. Jake, you said that in the LSU game. When the offense had to adjust and spread it out and go put points on the board, man, they did that. When the defenses had to adjust throughout the season, like when they were preparing to take on Tennessee and everybody was saying Hendon Hooker and this offense are going to go bananas on Georgia's defense, they were able to do that, and that starts at the top. I think Georgia's more prepared. I think Georgia's more hungry. I love the attitude that Ohio State and the Ohio State fans are bringing to Atlanta. I think it's smug. I think it's almost insecure as well. Georgia's going to win this game 38-20. to 20. That's going to be the score of this game. It will go under. Georgia will cover six, six and a half, seven points. 38-20. to 20. Georgia wins the Peach Bowl. They head out to L.A. for the national championship. I just don't see it. I just don't see it, and I have seen it in the past. Georgia's going to win this football game, and it should be a pretty convincing victory, no question. Yeah, I love it. Great takes here. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a little story, a little something else to think about. Um, I'm in the sauna earlier this week. My boy Shaka played a defensive end for Penn State. Uh, We were talking about just uh, defensive tackles, the big dudes in the middle of the defense, right? That's where where it starts. Um, But we're talking about the Big Ten, and just we couldn't really think of any just just big-name, notable, or or a bunch of of guys from the Big Ten uh, that really came to mind. But we started thinking, man, that's what the SEC is about. Those big dudes in the middle uh, clogging up, two-gapping, the Jalen Carters, the Jordan Davises of the world, the Jonathan Allens, the Deron Paynes, Quentin Williams, uh, those guys are something serious. So I, I don't – those – the Ohio State offensive line has not played a guy like Jalen Cal, uh, Carters' no. uh, potential caliber. Um, and so I, I just – I think he's just going to be a difference maker. He's going to be a wrecker in this game. Uh, and I think it's going to be tough for them to operate as an offense uh, when he's on the field. No question. Going to be a great game. Fired up to watch it. I'm not heading there. I know a bunch of people are. Look, we got the newborn. She's doing great. It's New Year's Eve. Just a lot of stuff going on. So I will be at home rooting on the dogs. Great discussion. 
Um, we're both on the same side. We think Georgia's going to take care of business, and they'll be headed to their second consecutive national championship game. In the first game, the Fiesta Bowl, Michigan against TCU. What are your quick thoughts there? Uh, I I think uh, Michigan's just going to bully TCU in this one. Uh, I think TCU uh, fights uh, because that's what they've done all year long. They've done well in these really close games. Max Duggan uh, has played his heart out, man. A uh, guy who really puts his body on the line and uh, comes up with a play when they need it most. But uh, I just think uh, Michigan's just going to play bully football uh, in a conference in a league that's just not used to it um, and do something kind of very similar to what they ended up doing to uh, Ohio State there in Week 12. Yeah, I'm going to roll with TCU in the points. Um, I don't know if TCU has what it takes to win this game, but all season long, people have said TCU not going to win. They'll lose next week. They're not going to make it to the playoff, and all they do is keep showing up. Yeah, the uh, TCU and the Minnesota Vikings are very similar. Yeah, it was like, ah, they're not that good. Well, well, dude, they they keep winning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All they do is win. and. I think the pressure's kind of off now. They're in the playoff, right? Max Duggan was a Heisman finalist. He balls in big games, too. And not only can he chuck it around, they've got great wide receivers, but he can tuck it and take off, too. I think this is a close game, maybe a little bit too close for comfort for Michigan. I think this will be a better game than the Peach Bowl. I'm going to say that right now. I like TCU plus the eight. I see eight right now. So give me TCU plus eight. Uh, Tonight, we talked about it. Tennessee against Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Joe Milton is starting for Tennessee. Obviously, Hendon Hooker out. Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, they're not playing. So a lot of opt-outs for Tennessee. Cade Klubnick getting the start for Clemson. That's his first start. DJU off to Oregon State. Quick thoughts there. Dude, uh, watching Cade play there in the ACC championship, um, man, they were rolling. Uh, Makes you wonder why they didn't make the switch earlier. Uh, I like Clemson in this one. Um, just because uh, I think they, they're rolling with him. They respond to him. Uh, he, he does a great job, and I think he plays great. Uh, Tennessee, man, I, I, I want them to be good and represent the SEC here uh, in this situation, but they're just not the same team without Hinton Hooker, uh, and it's tough. Uh, and their secondary is not very good. Not very good. So you're expecting a Georgia-Michigan national championship, one versus two. I think I said it on Monday through the college football playoff era, one versus two has happened three times, and all three matchups were Alabama against Clemson. So that trend might end. It could be Georgia against Michigan. They have clearly asserted themselves, those two teams, as the class of college football throughout the entire season. We'll see if it keeps up during the college football playoff. Anything else on the way out, man? Did I miss anything? We talked a lot about a bunch more bowl games on Monday's episode. The Barstool Bowl starts here in a couple of hours. I'll be checking that out. I think that'll be a fun watch. Um, and then tomorrow, New Year's Eve, Alabama, K-State. What are your thoughts on the Sugar Bowl? That's an 11 a.m. local kick. Bryce Young and Will Anderson Jr. technically are playing. I wonder how long they'll play. K-State's going to bring it, though. You know that fan base is going to be fired up. Yeah, I think you're going to be fired up uh, to have the opportunity to play in this game against a big-time SEC school. Um, I Even though Bryce and Will's playing, man, I, I see it being very similar to our situation uh, when we were that first team left out. Uh, we played Texas in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I know uh, Coach Saban is going to do a great job of honing in the focus, but um, I don't know, man. I not not that uh, what what's the spread in that one? I'm just curious. I, I because I, I, I Alabama's I a I, seven point favorite. Yeah, like I don't I don't know if I see Kansas State winning, but I, I don't know if they cover. 
you know, they're going to be so amped up to play in that game. Yeah. Kansas State had a really good season. I mean, the Big 12 champs, Dude. they knocked off TCU. In the- yeah, they, they, play, they play great uh, in, that, in that Big 12 championship. So, Dude, I, ah, man, I'm. You've been twisted. there. You've been in that exact yeah. spot. That, that, granted, that's why. Granted, that's you why didn't play at 11 a.m. local time, but yes. Yeah, that's why it's even tough for me for me to to pick it because I feel like I I'm there. I I, I want to be confident going into it, but uh, I know the guys are having fun there on Bourbon Street, and no, I know that no. I, I know I know they don't want to be there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, tomorrow's gonna be a lot of fun. It's New Year's Eve. Have a very Happy and safe New Year's Eve. If you want to make it even more fun, head on over to Price Picks. That's right. Download the Price Picks app. Go to PricePicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100, and you can 25x your winnings. You simply cannot do that anywhere else. Price Picks is the best daily fantasy game in the entire industry. Download the Price Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Jake, anything on the way out, my man? Nah, man. These uh, bowl games have been good. Yeah, uh, man. If you guys haven't been watching, uh, a lot of them have been really close down to the wire games. So uh, I don't expect it being weekend any different other than the uh, Georgia Ohio State game. So there you go. There I got. Go, dogs. Check us out on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake Puntandpass.com. Happy New Year, everybody, and we will talk to you on Monday. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.